ओम नमो भगवते वसुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वसुदेवाय ओम माय बाउ टू द लॉर्ड वसुदेवा दिस इज द सेकंड ब्रीफ इंट्रोडक्शन टू अ सीरीज ऑफ classes i might call them or commentaries sessions in which i'm going to be discussing paramhansa yogananda's commentaries on the bhagavad gita i wrote a book on his commentaries called the essence of the bhagavad gita these commentaries will be based on those the bhagavad gita as i said last time is one of the great scriptures of the world in many ways it's the greatest because it's the most condensed and amazingly clear description of man's ascent from uh matter to the heavens and to union with god but in fact the whole mahabharata of which the bhagavad gita is taken describes the descent also how man is allegorical but how man came from spirit how man was manifested through vibration in material form and how he gambled shakuni who in the story of the mahabharata was a trick gambler and yudhishthira gambled away everything by this trickery and so we gamble away our happiness and our peace of mind and everything playing with the desires of this world it's a gamble that we can never lose you many people think oh well i won't be hurt by this i won't be hurt by that don't play that game it's not safe the thing is the dice are loaded you can't trust your own mind you can't get out of delusion just by thinking your way out of it and so the bhagavad gita tells you different cues it's it's full of uh secrets for how to get out of delusion and to discover your own highest reality now the greatest tool of all the greatest influence of all is the guru and the bhagavad gita has this conversation this dialogue between krishna who represents god who in turn represents or i should say the guru represents god and krishna represents the guru and god and arjuna represents the devity in history arjuna was a great master himself but it's interesting how in his uh in this story he presents himself to krishna just as the humble devity in need of instruction and it's a wonderful dialogue but why do we need a guru is one of the first questions everybody asks i read a uh, article in the times of india a few years ago which said that in this day of widespread literacy people don't need gurus they can always go to a bookstore and buy a book on the subject or go to a library and take a book out they don't understand that a guru is not somebody who is merely there to give you intellectual teaching he's not there to answer intellectual questions in fact you'll never understand reality by the intellect alone and this is why the sage patanjali defines yoga or union with god as yogas chitta vritti nirodha which is to say yoga or union with god 
is the neutralization of the little eddies of whirlpools of ego, of feeling, I should say, vritti, uh, I'm sorry, chitta is the uh, word for feeling. There are th four aspects of mind. Um, Sri Yukteswar explained them this way, that you've got a horse reflected in a mirror. The mirror is the mind. This is why in the Mahabharata, and you find it described here in the very first stanza of the Bhagavad Gita, blind dhritarashtra. The mind is blind because it doesn't decide, it merely receives impressions from outside. This is the aspect of the mind that um, uh, is sort of the blank slate on which everything is written. Then comes the intellect. Mon buddhi ahankar chitta. Mon is the mind. Buddhi is the intellect. And the intellect looks at this image of a horse in the mirror and says, oh, that's a horse. Well, you're not bound by that definition. The ego then comes in and says, oh, that's my horse. And uh, still you're not really bound because you can see a thing as yours and know that you have responsibility to it, but you may not be attached to it. Attachment comes in when feeling comes in. Feeling is of the heart. And... Uh, when feeling says, oh, how happy I am to see my horse, then you're caught in delusion. The horse was non-existent. The definition was non-existent. The egoic attachment was non-existent. Everything is a dream of God. Nothing is real. But when you become attached to the dream, that's when the dream can hold you. And how long will it hold you? Just as long as you like. Because there are infinite number of byways in which you think, oh, I'll find this fulfillment here and that fulfillment there. You'll never find fulfillment except in the self. One time Yogananda, when he wanted to start his school in Ranchi, he went to the Maharaja of Kashim Bazar and asked him if he would give him uh, land to have it on, to found it on. And the Maharaja wanted to test his knowledge. So he had a group of pundits come in. Well, Yogananda was a young man and was not a scholar. And uh, he, he said that there they were, all ranged against me, ready for a spiritual bullfight. And Yogananda said, let's not talk about anything that we've learned in the scriptures. Let's talk about what we have realized. And of course, that took all the wind out of their sails because that's all the understanding they had was intellectual knowledge. He said, the scriptures say, that these four aspects of mind, moon, buddhi, ahankar, chitta, they have their corresponding location in the body. Can you tell me what they are, what those locations are? And uh, they, they, of course, were stumped. He said, well, moon, the mind, is centered here at the top of the head. Buddhi is centered between the eyebrows. And that's why when you try to think deeply or reason, you tend to knit your eyebrows. Ego is centered here in the medulla oblongata. And that's why when people are egotistical, they sort of look down their noses because tension draws their energy back here. You look down your nose or see everybody is beneath your nose, as they say in Italian, salto il naso. And uh, then when you feel love, you feel it in the heart. Feelings are centered in the heart. You'll never find a love sick swain saying, oh, my knee is broken when he's disappointed in love. But they all will say, I have a broken heart or I feel very badly in my heart. The heart is the center of feeling. Now, without feeling, you don't have anything. 
Everything in modern civilization emphasizes intellect. You don't understand things until you've understood them by your own experience, which begins in the heart. So the Bhagavad Gita, above all, stresses the heart. And I want to talk next time, again, about the importance of the guru in helping to change your level of consciousness from chitta to infinite consciousness. Satchidananda. God bless you.